0: title of today's Dharma talk is include, don't conclude, include, don't conclude, include, don't come to conclusions, or if you do, then notice that you're coming to a conclusion. That awareness can kind of hover over the conclusion and may help you a little bit to keep from buying into your dumb ideas. About things and don't misunderstand I'm not saying there isn't going to be some things you can't include and sometimes when you you just need to uh, come to a conclusion but that conclusion and that inclusion or lack of inclusion and that conclusion should come out of your awareness out of the basic space of your being and not your your uh, carnival that's going on in your mind like uh, as uh, Lawrence Ferlinghetti uh, titled his book in the nineteen fifties, the founder of City Lights Books in San Francisco, "Coney Island of the Mind." wasn't too bad of a poem either. It's like it's like uh, crazy. Everyone here, you wouldn't be in this room if you didn't have some experience of your mind being untrustworthy. Things come up, things go, things come back, then they go away, and then they come back again. And they turn this way and they turn that way. The, uh, the ego, the self-centeredness mind will do everything it can do to convince you that you what? That you what are somebody. You're the person who was harmed. You're the person who was helped. You're the person, you're the person. I'm a person that likes to sit around and wear uh, this stuff and tell people stuff. I'm just that kind of a person. How about you guys? You've ever find yourself saying that? I'm the kind of person that next time you do that, you don't have to stop it. You don't have to feel it. You don't have to judge it. You don't have to agree with it. But just be very aware the next time you use that and notice that. That's what I call a phrase filler. It's a very sophisticated phrase filler. I'll give you an example of a phrase filler that you all would recognize. You know what I'm saying? That's a phrase filler. Not wrong. Not incorrect. I'm not here to correct anyone, particularly. I'm here to... uh, Talk about inclusion and conclusion, or include and conclude. So when I say include, I'm saying, uh, the area I'm trying to address there is to, when things arise that you want to get rid of, negative thoughts, emotions, feelings, please give yourself a break. Give, give everyone a break. And just let that be where it's at. You could say include it, or you could say it the other way. Just don't get rid of it. Don't push out something you haven't looked at. Don't push out something out of your mind, out of your experience, out of your awareness that you've not, you don't actually know what it is just based on it has some rough edges around it. And then the conclusion part, don't conclude. What I'm saying is don't do anything unless you have to wait a while. Uh, There's a fancy word for that. It's called patience. Just wait, hold your seat, look at it, look at it this way, look at it that way. And don't don't necessarily buy into the emotions or the feelings or the thought patterns that are coming out of the self-centeredness or your ego. That wants you to because it's so worried about being threatened. The ego is so concerned that something might happen that threatens its identity, its stability. This very feeling should tell you that ego's unreal. If it were real, it would be fearless. It would be afraid of anything. You couldn't criticize anyone and get anywhere near that ego if it were solid. But it is not. It is dependently arisen, and it is a very, very sneaky form of de- dependent origination, based on other people's ideas, your ideas, thought patterns, concepts, hopes, fears, passion, aggression, ignorance, and on and on. So it only stands to reason, which is a phrase filler, by the way. I hear that all the time. Well, it only stands to reason. Or the one that I really like, we were listening to on, the, on CNN this morning when they were when the Talking Heads were on, is, "Let me make myself clear." That's like. I think something really intelligent is coming my way. Probably not. It's probably horse shit. Anytime anybody says that, I don't care what a great, wonderful re- reputation they have. Oh, I didn't realize there's a tiny person here. <laughs> I apologize. I'll clean up my act. <laughs> Another phrase teller. So what are phrase fillers? they are sections of speech that we have uh, appropriated. To, so that we don't have to be as aware, so we can just function out of uh, this, just kind of go along. This doesn't mean you don't see the ground or that you, it might mean you bump into things. It means that you're, you're, you know that if, you, if you're too clear about what's going on, ego or self-centeredness will be even more threatened because you'll start to see that it's unreal. It's a fabrication. Not only that, but the other or everyone else is also a fabrication of separation. So the idea of including me, uh, basically what I'm referring to there is uh, hang, hang on to it, not not cling to it, but but keep it around and and look at it. See, what, what is that? You might say, what is it that why I have an aversion to that? It could be a situation, a job, uh, uh, a person, something. And I'm not saying you shouldn't move away from it or not include it, but it should come out of your awareness about it first. It should not be based on just on hope and fear. I hope I can get away from this crazy person or I'm really afraid of this situation. But it could be about your intelligence manifesting as awareness to say, what is this? What is the threat here? Is there there actually a threat here? Uh, Awareness, consciousness, Buddha nature, the awakened mind is threatened by nothing. You can't threaten what does not exist. If you don't understand, you should ask questions because this is not an easy topic. You cannot threaten anything that is not existent and Buddha nature does not come into existence, nor does it pass out of existence. It's the only way you can say relatively what this is without being even more confusing. And so what I'm saying is it's already the case. You're already not separate from the Buddha. You're already completely awake. You just, the ego mind just deliberately clouds things with opinions, ideas, concepts, hope and fear, passion, aggression, ignorance, and all of the other malarkey. So when I say don't conclude, obviously, I guess it's obvious, you're going to have to come to some kind of conclusions. But have, again, have the conclusion come out of the bare attention or the awareness that you are giving to any given. Any given topic, situation, subject, person, uh, possibility, plans, uh, any kind of seduction that's coming to you from somebody else. Come and do this. Come and do this. Let's do this. Only this will work. Pay attention. Listen. Listen. Cock your head. Listen. Be there. Be be as present as you can. But don't conclude. As soon as you conclude, I'm going to do it again. This is what it looks like to someone who... Uh, doesn't operate out of conclusions and inclusions, or it doesn't operate out of any kind of positionality. We're not saying there isn't a body there. We're not saying there isn't someone sitting here. Did someone push you over? Huh? Got it. Oh, okay. Saw <laughs> so you fall. I just wanted someone's pushing on you. You all right? Yeah, I'm good. good. So standing, uh, sitting, lying down, don't conclude. Just, just there. You're just present. And if the conclusion or what appears as a conclusion about something, it's raining. It's going to rain. Meteorologists, people with fancy names, meteorologists, scientific name, like to conclude things. And then when they're wrong, they don't apologize. You notice that? 30% chance of rain. You know, it rained all day long. That's why they say percentage. So that if they're wrong, well, it it kind of slipped in the back door that rainstorm questions about this are good yes
1: how can you include without concluding what's being included
0: because you include what is already coming your way it's already showing up so there's no particular conclusion about other than you might have a conclusion that it's showing up which is it's already the case so it's showing up but uh, what I'm addressing there is the tendency to want to push something down you don't understand don't like or is abrasive or difficult. And I would say, don't do anything with it. That that's that's about as close as I can come to saying include. So you know, just change your attitude about it and just be have a willing to willingness to receive it. Just like you do when you're on the cushion, sit down and receive whatever comes through any of the six sense fields, whatever objects, thoughts, uh, uh, sounds, <coughs> s- sights, taste, touch, smell, whatever is coming, just receive, just include it. You could say
1: More. a little different train. You said, what isn't real, can't be threatened. But you also said, if ego was solid,
0: it
1: would be fearless. Mm -hmm.
0: Could you say more about those? Sure. So when they say solid, if ego was real, if ego was fundamentally real, what what could threaten it? But it's not. It's dependently arisen. So it's dependent on everything else for its apparent, capital A, apparent identity, capital I, for its apparent identity. Ego is just apparent identity. It's not identity. More? I didn't answer your question you can ask it again.
1: Well, I think you did because you, if you said if ego. You said i wrong. Did I say that? You disagree. I just disagree.
0: <laughs> Go ahead.
1: You said if ego were real. Yes. Maybe is, it, is it a problem that we think it's real? We do.
0: We think there's some kind of identity happening. We don't have to get rid of something. You don't have to get rid of your ego. Just recognize it. Just notice what it is. There's a self-centered quality that wants things to be different than they are. You want more of this, less of that. You want more of what you want, what you desire, and less of what you don't want is useless and should go away. That's the kind of the dynamic. But to one who is not operating as operating out of awareness, who sees that they're not separate from anything, this person is more as dancing with their world or with phenomena rather than yes. Uh, you said
1: something about the awakened mind or the awakened individual uh, will not be threatened, like, or cannot be threatened. Yes. Uh, I mean, there's, I mean, I, I, could you just elaborate?
0: Once you ask me a question? I, I, have been okay. elaborating. Okay. Um,
1: so like, I mean, isn't it, I mean, fearing death, I suppose. Uh, no, there's you no know?
0: death to the awakened. No, death happens to, the, well, death, listen, No, I agree listen with to with me, the death happens to the body and you are not your body. You're, you're, you're manifesting here, but you're not limited to your body. Who you are, it does not come into existence as a body does. A body comes in, it's going down. As long as there's a lamination or a, a, an attribution of, of this is me, then there'll be fear. And there'll be, there'll be hope that you can somehow escape what? Death? Unlikely. But there'll be fear about it. Whereas uh, if realization, which is not actually an occurrence so much as it's just something just drops. So it's, I guess it's kind of an occurrence. Uh, no, but it's no more than an occurrence than uh, uh, the, the sun dawns, the sun comes up. It's just an occurrence, but it's uh, it's happening all the time. And when you realize this, you realize it's always been there. It's happening for everyone. Everyone is uh, concluding, concluding that I'm me. I'm here. I need to be protected. Uh, I need to be me. I need to have my way. I need to. I need. To, I need to be respected. Yes, sir.
1: Um, through some awareness, sometimes I myself notice that I am not feeling a certain emotion that I think I should be feeling. Okay. Empathy.
0: Sometimes it just isn't there. And so is what you're saying should apply to things that we should be feeling? No, don't do anything with that. The most important thing you can do from my perspective, which is limited. I mean, I'm over here, but it's limited, uh, is strengthen the awareness so you can see more clearly what that is some people feel that some people it's very natural some people have that what they call empathy and you're not experiencing that so you're seeing a contrast there that's still awareness but uh, don't don't uh necessarily conclude again conclude that something's wrong you need to do something about that so you'll be like other people no you need to that's your own personal landscape your own personal forest your own personal undiscovered country Start to move into there. How do you move into there? You you don't move into there through uh, building more uh, um, um, ideas and and uh, structures and so on. You move into there by through sitting practice and meditation is the way that I know to do that. Through meditation that takes takes the awareness back into that that uh, underbrush of the mind so that you can see for yourself how this all works. And you'll see that the, you'll understand that. Maybe you won't be able to explain it to somebody or write a book about it, but you'll have an understanding of that where it'll no longer be problematic. More? Uh, yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. Shoto. Earlier you said we wouldn't be in here if we didn't have noticed that our minds are untrustworthy. What does a trustworthy mind look like? No mind. The mind that's doing something is not trustworthy. What's our relationship to that mind? That wall. Best relationship is no relationship. That doesn't mean there isn't a relationship going on. It just means that the relationship, if it's based on passion, aggression, and ignorance, uh, just gets wound up in a in the trap of some going around and around on the on the, the Ferris wheel, the merry-go-round, the tilt-a-whirl. Yes, sir. Uh,
1: what would what would you say the, a beneficial use for the mind would be? I'm just, I'm asking because like we have one, so that there there must be something positive. That you have one. Well doesn't have one. whether or not we should don't
0: conclude it or not. just because you have a mind don't conclude that everyone else has one these people are all in your imagination literally I know don't I'm not asking you to accept that please don't believe anything I say leave here without believing don't conclude anything don't conclude just because uh, an old man with a bald head sat in the zendo and said a bunch of stuff that they are true so so you're so you're
1: trying so you're saying that you you are not here really-
0: I'm I'm here and not here, both. Not two. I'm here, and and there's no one here at the same time. Thank you for the question. I don't get asked that very often, so I don't get to say much about it. That's why I always say, ask me. Find out. This is a... If you're looking at somebody who's spent some time doing this, so take advantage of it. More? Uh. (laughs) You,
1: you said that the mind that's doing something is not trustworthy. What do you mean by a mind that's doing something? A,
0: a mind that is tied up with activity as if this is going to make this happen or make that happen or some kind of strategy around everything about how this should work, how that should work. Quite often planning, all kinds of planning are, are fraught with, with uh, you know, grasping at a self, grasping at another. Now, I'm not saying we shouldn't plan, but you should recognize that, as I've said before, how do you know it's a plan? Because it fails. All plans fail. Choka.
1: Earlier you said the basic space of being. Yes. What is the relationship between space and being?
0: There's no relationship between them. They're not separate. But it has to be realized because if it's just a set of concepts or not a concept in your mind then you, you, the separation is you're looking at that as a separation. You separate yourself from it. And we do it out of hope and fear. If you get close to that collapsing, it will start to get scary. The ego starts to get scared when it realizes that it might not exist or that it can, it can be threatened. Yes, sir. Can we have a relationship with ourselves? Well, you know, somewhat. But our what is what is the relationship and what is ourselves? And... Who is the we that's having it? It's, you get very existential around that. But somewhat. Basically, again, no relationship.
1: Earlier you used a gesture of bringing something yes. close to you to signify include. Mm-hmm. You often use that same gesture for passion. I do. How does including look different from passion?
0: It's just a, it's just a form yeah. of passion. It's like uh, passion. We're not trying to get rid of passion, aggression, ignorance. You just have to see that's what's, that's what's happening. So this kind would be like, um, I'll show you a very simple form of that. I think I'd like lemon meringue pie, but I don't want rhubarb pie. I like it, I don't like it. Or I want it, I don't want it. Very simple. That's operating on it. Look, everyone here, all human beings in the room. I don't see any aliens. Shoka, see any aliens? (laughs) Right here. So... It's a very simple form, but there's this simple kind of grasping and rejecting. It's, and it's not, not a problem. It's when that starts to solidify and go to war in defense of some kind of person that thinks they're a solid being separate from everyone else. So you can have, you have a little bit of that. But it's, uh, as it says in the Buddhist uh, teaching, not too tight, not too loose. Not too tight, not too loose. That's how you tune sitar, get to honor. Yes.
1: Question from Shane out in California.
0: Yes, Shane.
1: He asks, how or why is Buddha nature not dependently arisen? You pick the how or why. (laughs) I think you wanted me to do that, but I thought I'd let you do that. (laughs) What was that question? (laughs) How or why is Buddha nature not dependently arisen? Because it doesn't arise.
0: Only that which arises is dependently risen. Buddha nature doesn't come or go. And you are not separate from it. But you separate yourself from it out of hope and fear, out of the this incredible school you found yourself in at your birth. Here. Have some basic training in being an organism. Good luck. Happens lifetime after lifetime after lifetime. Just a big school. How do I know that? I don't know it. That's how I know it. You should write that down. How do, I, how, how do I know that? I don't know it. Yes, sir.
1: Um, it, it, so just based on that last statement, the question came to mind. Uh, do you believe that once you accept like that you don't know anything, is when you can finally begin to grasp certain
0: concepts? <coughs> uh, you started out with believe, and I don't really believe or disbelieve anything. That's and, right. and I highly recommend that you don't do that either. But it takes a while to to just be here without belief or disbelief. So understanding concepts. Concepts are meant like a, 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 a like a like a raft or a canoe or a lifeboat. The concepts are meant to get you across the space. And so the concept of uh, whatever dependent origination, the five skandhas, the four noble truths, and all the Buddhist teachings are meant to help you with your awareness so that you can see the fundamental truth. That you're not separate from anything. That everything is dependently arisen. There isn't anything but the Buddha, but the awakened one. Go ahead. I can see your mind is going like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, no, I'm just <laughs>
1: saying. Yeah, you don't have you to agree. You said Buddha was the only awakened.
0: One? No, everyone okay. here is just awake. Sure I didn't. Okay. Everyone's awake.
1: Well, right. Because, um, you know, like you said, people are caught by their egos. Like yeah, but the Buddha,
0: when the Buddha awoke, and I wasn't there. Oh. I don't know the dude. But when the Buddha awoke, he saw uh, delusion. He saw his own delusion and the delusion of others. At the same time, he saw that, again, not to, Advaita, non-duality. He saw that everyone was not separate from the Buddha. They just don't know it. They're just shut down. And that's why this is a school. It's a school so you can learn, you can understand, you can begin to approach who you actually are. Find out who you actually are, not what society tells you, not what your mother tells you. I know who you find out who you are, not how what I tell you. That's why I say the only the only message I have is to uh, train your mind. And how and how do you do that? Sit down and look at it. You can't train something unless you look at it. Yes, go ahead.
1: Uh, I thought you said the mind doesn't exist.
0: Well, uh, as long as it exists, you better train it. <laughs> I don't have to train anything. No, I wasn't. Yeah. Are you trying to say that I need training? <laughs> <laughs> <You said it. laughs> I probably do. That's why I'm married. <laughs> I get training right here. It's my training wheels. Yodo. How do we include that shutting down? Just by watching. <laughs> it's not something you do, it's just you, just you just see the shutting down and don't interfere with the shutting down. Just see the shutting down. Everything is cyclic, so the shutting down will come back the other direction, like the planets going around night and day, night and day. Life and death, life and death. It's alive, now it's dead. Now it's alive, now it's dead. Yes?
1: A question from William Murray up in Grand Rapids, along with three other people are watching today. Okay. He asks, what does ignorance look like about the pie? What? What pie? Rhubarb or lemon rain? You have some pie, <laughs>
0: but it's ignorance around that, there, there, there isn't a lot. There's some, perhaps. You're, you know, you can't, you can't know what it is you're relating to. You all you have is your memory about it. But you know, this might be the worst lemon meringue pie that you know you might have got it from Walmart. You know, whereas the whereas the rhubarb pie you might have fixed, which would be a pretty pretty good pie. So i mean, I'm just. He's doing some splitting hairs here, of course, but there's, there's so many causes and conditions that arise that, are, that differentiate everything. It's just very, very complicated. That's why I say, and I'm saying now, all evidence is partial. The evidence, or you come up with some evidence that is totally concrete and, and, and say that it's totally complete. Partial. But the relative world is only, you can only see parts of it because you are, in terms of your perception. Are part of it until you're not. When you see that there isn't anything but perception then there isn't anything that you're uh, separated from.
1: Question from Sheldon uh, in Union City. When we conclude and we are aware of it will it be apparent that we are concluding and not concluding?
0: Probably if there's a strong awareness practice some kind of underlayment where there's a strong awareness practice under that then That will show up, but it won't show up as success and failure, or I got it, I don't have it. It won't show up the separation that ego uh, relishes so much. It'll just show up as contrast. If you say black and white, black is not necessarily bad, and white is not necessarily good. But sometimes there's attribution that says white is good, people in the white hats. Um, But it's, it's just contrast. There's just contrast. And you could come back, and you probably would come back if you could nail me down. You'd come back and say... Uh, well, how about um, you know, murder and and um, its opposite, or love, perhaps? Yeah, there's strong contrast there.
1: Yes. Another question from Shane: What is it about practice that affects things like shutting down, not believing, or disbelieving, or not adding anything extra?
0: What is it about the practice? Because the more you practice, the more you see, uh, the more you see clearly the way in which you keep. Uh, getting in the way of your own happiness, your own sanity by by jumping out of your emotions about something, something happens that triggers an emotion instead of just uh, include the emotion and don't conclude that it means something else. So include the emotion and don't conclude that they did it, even though they did, even though someone did hurt you. And you feel if you conclude that, that the reason you're having this feeling is because this person came up and dumped a bucket of feelings inside of you. They did not do that. But it's very easy for us to blame because we're having a feeling and they're the ones who triggered it. Then we, we tend to blame that. We separate out and say, they caused this.
1: Uh, some questions from Maria um, in Toronto. This Maria. Um, she asks, what is the difference between trusting and believing?
0: So believing is is uh, more or less as a concept, and there could be variations. But thinking that something is true, and then and operating out of that that belief uh, without really looking closely at it and seeing that it's, it's all 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 evidence is partial that it can't really know if something is completely true in that in the relative world. And the trust part means that the, what you've been working with or what who you who who you have been with. You need to, at some point, give the benefit of the doubt to that person. So it's more like, um, you know, you trust your mom or your dad until they show you that they're not very trustworthy, which could happen. But until that time, you, you just trust them. So it's a natural kind of thing, and it, and it functions so many different ways. Just... Oh, go ahead.
1: Um, her other... Uh, she has two more questions. Uh, what makes a student trust a teacher?
0: Uh, I would say initially, they shouldn't trust anybody, including a teacher. But at some point there needs to come, if you, you know, you trust them through uh, junior high or, or middle school, uh, then in the high school, you need to start really trusting this person because this person, this teacher, if they're a true teacher, will begin to take you into outer space. In other words, help you leave your conceptual mind and leave your, your footing as far as ego. And that can be scary. So uh, if you don't trust the teacher in some way, this is why in the Tantriyana, Vajrayana tradition, they have some call, something called Damchig or, or uh, Samaya, where, where the, the, the student and the teacher and the Yidam, or the meditation deity, are bound together in a, in a contract or a vow. They vow and they vow to do this. Um, that seems to be necessary uh, in some way to... But you have to do it if you're not you're not ordered to do it you have to enter into that but you shouldn't enter into that until you have to do it don't do anything unless you have to if there's any doubts about that don't do it if you have any doubts about a teacher leave i would say that uh, my students all know that if you have doubts about me if you think i'm wrong incorrect or i'm abusing you or sometimes taking advantage of you Leave. Go do something else. Find something. Find someone you can trust, or find someone you can give the benefit of the doubt to. I, I, I don't have every student that came to me is not here. But a lot of them have come and worked with me a little while and, and decided they want to do something else, and they're not wrong. They just aren't ready for this particular teacher. Yes, sir.
1: What is doubt to
0: investigation? Just space. Like if you're if you're looking for your car keys. And you lost them somewhere, and you're, and you're doubting that they're out in the bushes somewhere. But so it's very spacious and open. You don't really know where they're at, but you keep looking, and there might even be a little bit of hope there—hope that you find them. Because it's getting cold out. I like the joke that about the person who was looking for their car keys out in the out in the bushes. Uh, uh, they were out there, and then they went out into the parking lot where there was a lot of light out there. And someone asked them, well, where did, "I can help you. Where did you lose him?" I said, "I lost him over there in the bushes." Well, what are you doing out here? Well, there's more light out here.
1: Yes. Maria has a third question, and then we have to. Uh, uh, we dedicate to that. Uh, is the heart the location for trust, and the mind for believing?
0: Hmm. Yeah, that's probably probably some truth to that trust go here don't go up here this is very untrustworthy this will come up with all kinds of schemes and beliefs and ideas and propaganda it's just crazy you, you all know this and if you get in your gut then it's all everything operates out of fear so you're always then you're operating out of your like uh the same in- instincts that uh a uh, uh a baboon has I don't like this. I like this. That's not right. That shouldn't happen. We're, we're always operating out of some kind of fear, trepidation. But if you operate out of your heart, then there's no warfare. One of the ways you can find your heart is find somebody you really, really love. And that's you'll find them there. It could be your mother, your father, your child. It could be your dog. Somebody really, really just hands down, paws down. You love them. That's all there is to it. They, are not, they could do anything and they would not lose that. And it's not the physical heart, it's just this area. It's actually the heart chakra. Time to go. Thank you so much.
1: And again, would remind everybody about the donation boxes we have in the hallway. We depend on your support, your financial support. Please help us help others penetrate into all places so that we in every sentient being together can realize that-